Welcome back to Get to the Point. I'm Jake Fire alongside Sean Anderson and Joe DeLeon. First time opening up, boys. How'd I do? I wouldn't consider that to be your first time because every single time we recorded... Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do that, but that's my first time. The first time you heard my voice first. The first time we've been willing to just say, all right, we're tired of him cutting us both off, so we're just going to let him do it. <laughs> I have to do it. It's my signature move. I, I liked fine. it. I thought you did a great job, Fire. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. I liked it, too. You know what I didn't but, like? Um, oh, go ahead, Fire. No, you know what? He's leading it. Go ahead. Lead it in, Fire. I just wanted to say, Sean, are you disgruntled about something? I am. Let's um, hear that. Let's hear about that. We have a quitter amongst us. And when I think of the terms quitter and competitive, I don't see them normally aligning themselves together. And uh, one of the hosts on this show, I'm not naming names, uh, believes that... That believes that... Just name me already for Christ's sake. uh, A game... (laughs) then it makes you a competitive person. Whereas I think it just makes you a little crybaby uh, that can't hang with the big boys. Um, I'm not naming names. Not naming names. You're referring but, but, to me. Just say it, explain no, 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 it, and no, then no, I'm going to defend myself. I, 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 oh, you want to just go ahead and, and jump on it Sean, then? Get after yeah. it. No, so no, you the boys are playing Risk on Xbox Live, and it's going fine. Everyone's doing their thing. And then out of nowhere... Joe is out of the game, and the AI is subbed in for him. <laughs> and in the previous game, I had lagged out. My internet connection, internet connection was bad. I'm like, oh, no. And in the second game, I'm like, oh, I, I hope that my connection was, wasn't bad again, and it lagged Joe out. So I was genuinely thinking uh, internet problem. Um, but then it came to light that uh, I, I guess I was giving Joe DeLeon too much credit that he just decided to up and quit the game because he thought that he was going to lose. So he quit. And, and, Sh- and Sean, is, is this the first time that Joe has rage quit a game? No, but I didn't think he would do that during a game of Risk with uh, three or four other guys. Okay. Let me just say, Risk Risk is one of the most underrated competitive strategic games I've ever played. I like Going into that, I did not expect that to be as competitive as it was okay that was awesome go but ahead your quitter i would like to yeah, go so ahead quitter sean is already twisting my words in this already so he said that i, I explained so. i said to him i did not say to him that rage quitting is a competitive result of being competitive i didn't say that mm. i said that i'm competitive and i got frustrated <laughs> Situationally, what happened here, and, I th- and I, I'm going to tell you right now, Sean. After thinking about it, I agree with you. I'm not going to defend trying to quit because it's 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 an undefendable thing. When you're trying to play something, you should stick it through, even if you're going to lose and get your ass kicked. But I think that there is at least some context for this situation that needs to be explained. Okay, I explained it the whole week leading up to this this game. It was it could not have been a, a worse lead up uh, an avalanche if you will of of, of frustration frustration playing video games because i couldn't beat the computer in madden i was getting mm. my ass left kicked left and right against users mm. i couldn't win in risk mm. uh, even though i only played it a couple times but everything <laughs> i was doing it was getting more and more frustrating and normally you know this happens to us but there were at least 20 to 25 games where i didn't win some i straight up did not win i got my ass kicked in all of these things so as you can imagine up to this point I'm starting to get incredibly frustrated when I play things. So I'm starting to notice really quickly that I'm, I'm losing and, get, and I'm getting my ass kicked. To provide the context of this situation when we were playing the game, you kind of rolled over this like it was like a little bump in the road. When at, in reality, it's a gigantic speed bump. Sean's terrible freaking internet caused him to lag out in a game that after I had finally spent some time figuring out how to play the game 
and nah. understanding how the game works and figuring out the, the one go-to strategy in the game, and I was at least implementing it, and I was playing competitively, I mm. was actually feeling confident you were, in myself. You were spread pretty I, thin there, brother. I, no, you, I you, wasn't. You eliminated like half your troops in the one? first roll. What are you no, talking what? about? You were spread can, thin. Everyone was going to come in. You were the next target. Can you can you let me finish? The both of you guys do this all the time. Let me finish what I was Finish, finish. Go ahead. I at least had a little bit of confidence. I was I was building up in Australia. I knew that I wasn't going to win. I knew that in most situations I'm not going to win against three people or two people, you and David, that, that know how to play this game a lot better than I do. But I was just trying to stick around as long as I could. The strategy that I learned and that I knew how to do, which is building up in the corner in Australia. I was doing that to at least the turtle some method. success. Some success. It was working for me in the meantime, okay? I method, lasted continue. I lasted longer than I did in the second game. So Sean cuts out and immediately it's like, okay, we gotta, you know, we gotta pick up a new game and we're gonna randomize the map. And I didn't really condone no, no, this. No, I, I didn't. Was I was very apologetic, and then the I understand group decided that. to randomize. I understand that, but in my perspective, it gets randomized. I'm spread all over the the place, and I'm in the worst possible corner of the map. And I understand that you kept trying to say to me like, you were fine. I don't know why you thought that you were getting killed. I didn't know how to handle that situation. I'm not experienced enough to understand what to do in that situation. So I started to get, I went back to what was happening when I was playing these online games to the point where I was getting extremely pissed off. And I am somebody as you know better than anyone, Sean. If I get mad, I break and I lose my I can't control that. I have, I don't have a quick temper, but I have a bad one. If I get mad, I get really freaking mad. So when I started to notice myself getting this mad, what do you think the <laughs> smartest thing to do is? Leave the game, don't say anything. Because if I keep playing, I keep letting it talk me, I was going to lose my mind. Sorry for cursing. I was going to lose my mind. That's a dollar. And I was going to break I was going to break my TV. I was this close to breaking my TV. As soon as I quit, I threw the remote. My remote buttons on my remote are broken from how hard I threw my remote from playing that game. So why would I sit there and it's not even suffering. Why would I sit there and and make myself so upset that I would have reacted like one terribly? word? I would have broken the TV. I guarantee pride it. for I, pride. I, I need you to channel that energy inward, and then that inward energy can maybe go up to your brain where you can start strategizing and and and, and understanding the map and the players. It was okay? I was too I talk far a gone lot during the game. David talks a lot during the game. Fire's always manipulating. It's 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 a lot of stuff okay. happening, and maybe your brain just hasn't caught up to that aspect of a of a a, a game like that yet. But uh, maybe it will one day. Yeah, it's, I was it's, too it's far not gone. Just on the TV, Joe. Okay, I but, understand um, that. It was too far gone, though. There was literally nothing I could do. It'll my, come. My head was clouded <laughs> at this point, and. You know, same thing happens to me if you guys play me in Madden and you start kicking my ass. I can't think. I just I just go to the, you know, I go back to continually making mistakes. I can't think if I get that pissed off. So I'm not going to sit what? there and, and put myself in a situation where I was going to completely explode. Because I probably would have said messed up stuff to you. I probably would have said messed up stuff to everyone on the board. And I probably would have ended up leaving immediately after the game ended. So it was leave Why early I... and calm myself down or suffer and, and lead to a blow up. And the Joe Daniel blow ups aren't fun. What, what do I hear your voice getting angry as we talk over this right because now? Because it's, it's working me up. It is. What do you want from me? It, it's working me up just thinking about it. I get worked up over stuff like this because I'm competitive. And I need if no, I need to know when to leave. you're tightly wound. I'm tightly wound. I'll take that. That's what it is. Okay. Well, I'm glad Joe got to defend himself. We got to have a little bit of fun uh, taunting his embarrassing um, quit. Uh, but now... Uh, we're back to the bracket, and we've gone full circle, and it's Fire's turn again, and I believe as he alluded to his first bracket with the sit-down restaurants, he was going to move into the fast food realm, but it's not just fast food, it's food that's made fast. Fire, please Same explain thing. that logic, and then go into the opponents, and then we'll move All right, so when people hear fast food, if I said to you, you know... What's, when, I, when I say fast food, what's the first restaurant you think of? Most people say, you know, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Food in that realm. But I am strictly sticking to food that is simply made fast, ready to order quickly. All right? That's so weird. Is that, uh, does that not make sense? Or like, am I wrong? 
Google search fast food, food that can be prepared quickly and easily and is sold in restaurants and snack bars as quick okay, yeah, meal I know, or to be I, I taken out. I know what it out. means. You're just, you're over breaking this down, man. It's just, All right, Joe. It's fast when food. When I say stuff, fast food, quick. when I say fast food, what is the first thing you think of? Unhealthy food. I do, right but I also consider uh, Chipotle right, right, to be fast right, food. Right, Subway's right fast wrong. food. See, mo- I, I, in my personal opinion, most people think of fast food as like McDonald's and stuff. Sean, he, he, can you back me up a little bit? Am I, am I talking? Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm fine. Really? I, no, no, it's fine. Uh, I, just continue with the uh, with the bracket right. here, food, brother. Go ahead. Food that's made yeah. fast. Now you understand. Get the ref. All right, number one, my all-time favorite. I literally eat it every single day. I've had it every single day for the past three weeks, I think, and I feel perfectly. That's fine disgusting. With that. That's disgusting. You need to do something. No, it's different. not. That's <laughs> I, that's disgusting. I, I, I mix it up, but it's delicious and nutritious. All right, number one, Chipotle. Can't go wrong. Literally, could eat that every day for the rest of my life. Fine. Number eight, Subway. Easy. You know, you're in a pinch. Get a little sub. Decent options. I mean, not gonna, nothing to ride home about, but point A to point B. Uh, all right, the number two seed. Very, this is very tight with Chipotle, but it is Chick-fil-A. I mean, Chick-fil-A is... It's Chick-fil-A. Come on, what are we talking about? Versus the number seven seed, Taco Bell. Uh, Taco Bell is a huge step down from Chipotle. It's, it's the, uh, the cheap Chipotle, you know, grade D meat, but we don't care about that. It tastes good. That's all that matters. All right. Number three. The number three seed is the infamous McDonald's. Can't go wrong. I mean, that is the grade A. If you're in a pinch, go to McDonald's. A couple double cheeseburgers. You know what I'm saying? Get, a, get, the, get the juices going. Versus the number six, Domino's. I think that Domino's is the most fast food pizza out of the pizzas. And I personally love their garlic crust and their garlic knots. I, I don't garlic. disagree that it's not the it's the fastest pizza, but Sean, am I wrong here in saying that I still don't think Domino's falls under that food that's made fat because it still takes you twenty thirty minutes to get a pizza. Uh, uh, it's a great area fast food because pizza. I like his rationale that it is the like most fast food of the chain pizza joints. 100% okay, I, not I, even I, a question. I'll give you that. I just wanted to have that that conversation, like. Maybe the only other pizza place that is more fast food than Domino's is Little Caesars, but like nah. not. I would, I would not, consider that faster, but it's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> straight cardboard. Yeah. All right, and the four versus five matchup is uh, Battle of the Bergs with uh, five guys taking on Wendy's, and you know both are very quality establishments. But I think we should start it off with the one versus the eight seed. You know, my uh, I'll take this first. Uh, I'm Go just going to keep it simple. I'm a big fan of Chipotle. There's a Chipotle near me. I have not been in a while, but I'm also a fan of the Chipotle variants, the Moe's, the uh, Cadoba, you whoa, name it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Any, Let's any not call the... Moe's a Chipotle variant. Moe's is better than Chipotle. So, wait, wait, oh my God, okay, stop. stop. We're not having this. That is not the debate, I'm just though, saying, Sean. I'm just saying. Let's, it's let's not a call similar it a style. Moses. So, if, oh, if, if one is in the area and I if one's much further than the other, I'm going to go to the one that's closer. I, I, I'm just saying that they're similar styles, okay? Chipotle is probably my favorite, one of the best ones. Uh, counter to that, though, I like Subway. I think that you were criminally rating this really low for them. So they're gonna they're gonna end up getting bumped early for me. I'm still going with Chipotle, but I think Subway deserved a higher seed. I disagree, but your your opinion is valid. Okay, All right, okay. Sean, go. Um, well, I just constructed a burrito bowl on the Chipotle.com nutrition website, and I, I, pre- <laughs> I put together a pretty healthy one that I think Fire would get, and it I, is I, 920 calories. So I will read off read off what you put in. Listen, it. okay, what I put in it here: chicken, guac. Beans and rice, okay. fresh tomato salsa, cheese, sour cream, and uh, your green chili salsa. Well, that's not the same green chili salsa, but okay, that's whatever, salsa <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, but that's yeah, still I mean, at nine hundred twenty. And if you want to calculate your how many average calories you burn per day, just existing for me, it's a, a, a little over thirty three hundred. Uh, that's because of my height and uh, my weight. Now you, you're shorter, uh, and you're probably about <laughs> oh, 200, 
225 pounds. So you're probably burning yeah. about, I'd say, 2,600 active calories a day. So 920, you're almost you're almost at a third of your your uh, burned calories is coming from just one burrito bowl. And I'm sure you're well, not I just also, getting one burrito bowl. Well, I also have to work out every day because of you know football, so I'm burning extra calories along. I'm just saying, I don't want to hear road. all this this healthy nonsense. It's it's okay. about a thousand so calories what's the for a, a pretty healthy. Uh, Subway, uh, for a pretty healthy, uh, quote, healthy If you look up a, a foot-long Subway sandwich, you're going to get about 1,000 calories as well, buddy. Yeah, I'd rather have a, a, a Subway sandwich than uh, pay, and then go and, and indulge in the most pretentious fast food establishment that there is in Chipotle. It is so pretentious to go to Chipotle, I cannot stand it. Oh my God! It is the most contrary. Yeah, Sean. Thank you, Fire. Sean continues to be the biggest contrarian in the history. All I know is the bougiest people at my high school would go to Chipotle and then they would just talk about it all damn day. It is maddening when it's not even better than Moe's, in my humble opinion. It is. Uh, I I will never cast a vote for Chipotle ever. So Subway, you can move it on. Don't matter to me. All right, thanks all right, for fine. being unbiased. Chipotle, Chipotle wins, but let me just say, if you think Moe's is better than Chipotle, you don't have any we're taste We're not going buds. down the rabbit hole. We're don't not have going, any taste We're buds. not going down okay. the rabbit hole. I'm not going down the rabbit hole, but that is a ludicrous opinion that Moe's okay, is better whatever. than Chipotle. Okay, whatever. Continue. All right. Please continue. Please. Thank you. Anyways, but the uh, the four versus five seed, five guys versus Wendy's. Joe, take it away. Um, I'm going to have to go with five guys. This is a really close one for me. I think this is really good seating here in terms of having them close to one another. I love Wendy's. I'm a big Wendy's fan. Um, you know, I remember many times in high school, there's a Wendy's that's near our high school, went with my friends a lot. It was easily the quickest thing for us to get to, but I can't not pick five guys. Their burgers are so good. Their fries are so good. The Cajun fries. Yeah, oh. the Cajun fries. I mean, there's just a little bit more time put into preparing them. It's a little bit. They're both relatively fresh, and Wendy's boasts the fact that they're the most fresh out of the Burger King McDonald's mix of, of burger houses, if you will. Yep. That's such a weird way to describe them. Well, keep in mind, Five Guys also doesn't have any freezers either. No. This is a battle of fridge fridge versus fridge. Blah. Yeah, and I, I think it's just I, – I can't explain the, the real matter-of-fact difference, but I think there's just a little bit more – time spent in in preparing the five guys burger it, it takes longer you can prove that and, and you can taste it too still if, fast. You're, if you're allergic to peanuts though it's it's your living hell yeah that's everything's in peanuts there peanut oil there's peanut remnants all around the tables but sean go ahead okay well the wendy's baconator is probably the best that oh. big time sandwich out of the three big ones between mcdonald's it's Wendy's, gotta and burger be King. don't disagree it is the best it's out be. of out of them all uh, but Five Guys is still far superior to Wendy's. Um, the fries are delicious. The burgers that they make are everything you want in a burger. It, fast food burger or not, it's still a fantastic burger. And you, it's 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 Five Guys is reserved for like one uh, twice a year. That's that's how high I value it as a uh, a treat. <laughs> Um, and I know Joe values it as a treat because he was recorded as having five patties on a sandwich one time and finishing it doubted. and still being hungry. Oh, Which you oh. doubted. <laughs> Their burgers are not small either. Their patties. No, no, no I, I could did not five believe before. that Joe had done That's that. That's very impressive. With with many toppings on it or just like a cheeseburger? Cheeseburger, bacon, and ketchup. Okay, that's fair. It's still, uh, still a lot of food. So I, I think five guys just, uh, I think they get the nod there. I'm going Five Guys too, but the Wendy's Baconator is definitely one of the best fast burgers around, for sure. Sean, or but, uh, Fire um, cut out. It sounded like he said Asperger's, but go ahead. Fast. <laughs> fast burgers. But uh, all right, the two versus seven matchup. We have Chick-fil-A taking on Taco Bell. I'm not going to even think twice. Chick-fil-A. I don't think Taco, Taco Bell is disgusting. I, I, the few times I've eaten it, I've immediately regretted it. I can't think of a single time where I thought to myself, Wow, this was a really good decision coming here and getting Taco Bell. Chick Fil A is amazing, and Sean, you probably agree with me for similar logic. Yeah, Chick Fil A is uh, phenomenal, and uh, Taco Bell's biggest um, thing that they had going for them was how cheap Taco Bell was. But for they sure. decided to go and spike prices, so now it's not even a cheap uh, fast food place anymore. It's so just I'm poorly going with made and expensive. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Chick Fil A, 
Easy. I, I'm I'll going to play as well, but I I'll just I, I gotta say this this little historic moment back in the day. My dad used to come back with two taco twelve packs, and me, him, and Brees would just devour twenty four tacos like nobody's business. Oh my god! But that's a story for another day. Anyways, the three versus sixty. We have the classic McDonald's taking on the cheap Domino's. This is a tough one for me, too, and if I'm just thinking, <laughs> I really like McDonald's. I really do, um, but if I were to pick which one I would order more often than the other, and which I think is where it stands on the totem pole for the respective categories, if you will, I have to pick Tom- Domino's. I mean, Sean can uh, recall there were many a nights on weekends where we came back at past midnight. We ordered Domino's and it was a good end to the night. <laughs> I'm with I'm with you, Joe. I'm with you, Joe. One of the only things in Gantt that's open past like two. And it was you felt like you were a fat sob in the morning, but man, it was so worth it at twelve o'clock. Going at down, night. godly oh. going down. The, the the cheesy bread, the the, the, the like a big oh. pizza with a ton of toppings. Oh my, I my mouth waters thinking about it. The, the oh, circumstances right. of of, be, of living in Rhode Island and having that Domino's be the only thing open gives Domino's a big nod for me because it does. I do it I do does. gladly remember me uh, being broke and not ordering any, and then Joe would just walk in, "Hey, fatty, you want you want the rest of this?" And then he'd just throw the box on onto my bed when I'm just trying to get some sleep, and then I just happily wake up and eat it and go right back to sleep. So I have very fond memories of Domino's. Uh, but I think McDonald's is so versatile with their breakfasts, and they just keep on revamping. And I, I got to give my nod to McDonald's, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm wow. I, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fire! Come I on, think pull the, the upset. Uh, the two, the two are similar because you know they're they're both like a night owl's meal. You know, most McDonald's are open late. Do- Domino's are open late as well. Um, man, man. Good, good matchup here. Three versus six. I gotta go. I gotta go McDonald's. I gotta go McDonald's. Mm. Mm. Oh well. I just think it's more versatile, and I, I I enjoy it more than I would enjoy Domino's. Wow. All right, next round. Um. All right, we have the number one Chipotle taking on the number four seed Five Guys. Tough matchup here. Um, well, not for me. I'm casting a vote for Five Guys. Yeah. Uh... As much as I like Chipotle, oh no! Don't as much as, mu- as, much oh, as I like no. Chipotle, I Joe. still value a Five Guys burger over anything on this list. I'm so Joe. sorry, Jake. Yes, sir. Joe, you put the matchups in a poor situation here. If yes, they, well, I didn't want it to be. I didn't want it to be Chipotle versus Chick Fil A in the same if side. If it was, if it was on the, <laughs> if it was the two seed, it would have made sense. I could have seen a Chipotle Five Guys. Final matchup, but I'm I have to go five guys here. I'm really Joe. sorry, Jake. It's an early upset. You have you still have time to rescind that offer. I'm not gonna <laughs> rescind that choice. I'm not gonna rescind it. Alright, well my vote is Chipotle always and forever. I'm sorry, baby, that they didn't vote for you. Love you always. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna go on. to the Chipotle and apologize to it later today? I literally waited till ten forty five till it opened to order online today, so it was ready at eleven. <laughs> Anyways. Um that's that's domestic. we have <laughs> it's just so good. We have Chick Fil A taking on McDonald's. I mean, this is a no brainer. I mean, me personally, Chick Fil A just blows McDonald's out of the water in all aspects of the industry. You know, I have um, I've been bullied a many times whenever I decided to be the uh, designated driver, um, and all I wanted to do at two thirty in the morning is drop off these hooligans in my car and go to sleep um, because it was my turn to be the DD. Uh, But it was um, a lot of bullying for me to make the turn and get McDonald's. And you know what? I don't think I'm over that yet, so I'm casting a vote for Chick-fil-A. Oh, wow. Okay. I I didn't know where that was going. Uh, Neither did I. I had no clue where that was going. As much as I still crave McDonald's from the – gross incident that Sean and I pulled uh, two months ago at the beginning of this quarantine where we did the McDonald's challenge. I still think about that McDonald's to this day, but it took me a while to burn that back off. I'm going to have to go Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, again, it's another thing that's close to home to me in terms of how often I used to go when I was in high school or early on in college. It's it's a staple. It, it is 
without a doubt, one of the best prepared fast food meals that you can get out there. It's not even close. Chick-fil-A all the way. All right. And now the championship matchup. We have Five Guys, Burgers, and Fries taking on Chick-fil-A. Sean, you go first. Yeah, let's hear it, Sean. Um, this is really tough, but I don't think that Chick-fil-A's spicy chicken sandwich is just spicy enough for me. I'm going oh my with Five God. Guys. Uh, I think that they're Cajun fries. Uh, I'm looking at all variables here. I think that the toppings that are on the Five Guys burgers are superior. I mean, they are the best of the best. And their Cajun fries are the perfect level of spice that I'm looking yes. for. I'm not just looking at the standard. I'm also looking at the fries variants. Awesome. I'm going with with Five Guys because they have the they have the uh, they have the spice. They're not afraid to uh, to make your uh, your mouth sweat. Joe, I'm feeling I'm I, 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 I feel bad that I have to kick off one of my favorites, which is Chick Fil A. So I am going to continue this. I'm going to stick with the pick that will always be my first choice. If if anyone says to me, "Where do you guys want?" If I'm going with my buddies or someone, where do you guys want to go go eat? It's always going to be Five Guys. Best burgers you can get on this group. Best fries you can get on this group. Some of the best milkshakes that you can get out of this this group of restaurants. Across the board, there's not a single thing that I can pinpoint on their menu that I've ever regretted ordering. Everything always turns out amazing. Five guys. Wow, so five guys ends up winning it, but like I got to go with Chick-fil-A. Even down to the ice that Chick-fil-A has. Their ice is just oh, oh, perfect. Oh, ice? Perfect to chew on. Yeah, the ice it's in the, the cup, best ice. They have the best awesome. ice. They have the best ice. It's unbelievable. Like, I didn't, it's like perfect to, to chew on. It tastes oh, it's great. I got nothing. I don't. I, I've never. <laughs> I've never heard well, that as supporting. Speaking of ice, look at that one. The NHL is uh, <laughs> now has a new proposal uh, to plan to return. Now they are planning on having uh, the twelve best teams from each conference in terms of point. Uh, points to qualify for the playoffs and they're just going to start it up immediately now we're not saying that this is the best move and there has been some backlash obviously obviously online uh especially with um i guess the validation of some teams being in that bottom 12 not not being considered as as true playoff teams uh but for us we're just going to figure out whether or not it is the right move to go straight to the playoffs so whoever wants to take their first uh, stab at it, so, be my guest. I'll take it away. So actually, at first, it doesn't go right into a playoffs. It goes into a play-in. Uh-huh. So they choose the 24 teams that go into a play-in, and then it goes back to the 16-team playoff format. And so like Fire, the, the, why the, didn't you put that in the notes before the show, then, if we if we had incorrectly quoted it? No, because because it. it's it's technically a playoffs. It's a playoff play-in. So like those 24 teams make it to, like, Okay. Quote unquote playoffs. Still could have added that. It's I not a big deal. I Continue fire. Stop stepping on him, Joe. Sorry. And then, um, so they, they play in, but the top four teams in each conference have like a like a round robin between between the four of them to see who gets you know the the, the seeding in the first round. So it's pretty much just like twenty four teams advanced for seeding purposes because in order to see where teams would fall out because they're not finishing the rest of the season. You know what I'm saying? So it's a playoffs, like, but... Yeah. I, yeah, I feel I mean, like it's ambitious, but I feel like it would be even more ambitious to try to continue the season and go right in, and just continue as a standard procedure. So you have to go off the um, typical path a little bit, and I don't mind this at all. I know that the Caps are going to be in the playoffs, so I'm happy, uh, but that's kind of just a bias. I'm... Pissed that the Flyers didn't have enough of a chance to fall out of it, but I'm also pretty happy that the Devils uh, are not going to have a shot. Um, Thank you so. for that additional little piece there. The way that I look at this, though, is that I think it's a little bit convoluted. There's a lot of moving pieces, but I can't disagree with the logic here. Getting rid of those teams that weren't really in contention, it hurts some of those lower ones that maybe were a little bit close by a couple games to that 12 spot. But realistically, these bottom four of the 12 aren't going to be that good. They're probably not going to make it that far. This isn't a St. Louis Blues situation. 12 is a lot deeper than eight. Okay, so that we're, yeah. we're not going to see much from them. I think that that play-in kind of thing that Jake explained, 
will be enough to get people ready and, and re- back and prepared to play. You're not wasting stars on teams that are in little to no chance of making the playoffs. Like if they said we're going to play 10 games and then we're going to go with uh, an eight seed playoff per conference like we typically do, that would have been un- illogical because you would have been forcing guys that have no reason to play, aren't playing for anything that have been away from hockey for a really long time, a sport that probably was impossible to stay ready for because you can't get into hockey rinks and you can't get into your team facility. So this is a way to keep those guys healthy and safe. They can prepare for the offseason and continue to continue to progress. Uh, and then conversely, it allows teams to still remain competitive. So I don't think it was the best possible route, but I think that going right to the playoffs was the only solution that they had. Yeah, and it's still an if they come back. Um, but, uh, you know, the Bruins are still going to choke, and uh, it's all going to be good, and all is going to be right with the world eventually. Uh, I have no qualms with the, the West's uh, standings. But then when we see the NHL uh, going down this path, and since we're all so starved uh, for sports, and that's why that uh, the match that, that, that got a six, uh, 6 million viewers a massive share last uh, Sunday – we're so starved. Now, does that light the fire under the NBA to say, hey, is this how we're going to come back? Is this, is, are we going to take a page out of the NHL and, and let this happen? Because now uh, that the NHL has done that, uh, stars are coming out with their uh, new caveats and wi- will they play, will they defer not to play if there's really no point? Um, so is the NBA going to look uh, to follow this route? Well, they need to play. They, they, they've lost so much money right now, and if you don't play your f- go all the way to the finals and at least get some type of championship competition, asterisks or not, you need to do something. You can't just cut out the season. They're going to have to do something, and they need to make a decision quick because things are really actually starting to open up relatively soon. I mean, Phil Murphy in New Jersey, the state with the worst, second-worst amount of cases, allowed for teams to go back to their practice facilities, more specifically football, Still, though, that, that means we're getting close. These lesser impacted states where they're saying will be hubs are, are going to be open eventually, and they need to act quickly, move quickly, so they can get this thing played out and done. So the, the one thing that I kind of want to pitch to you guys that I thought was the best way to go about it, and this has been a, a potential option that has been floated out there, which is using this World Cup style, which is soccer style group Uh, approach to making the playoffs so the way that you kind of go about this is you go four teams in a group and you do you know five to ten games to determine some type of seeding top two teams per group then advance and make the playoffs so this is going to be a smaller playoff you're not shrinking the series you still have enough time to get those seven game series but it's only going to be about an eight team playoff so i think that that way you're still getting the most competitive teams the bottom half of the uh, seeding in the playoffs typically is not very good. We rarely see eight and seven seeds upset people, and they don't even make it that far. We want to see Lakers, Clippers. Uh, we want to see the Bucks, Celtics. That's all we really want to see. We just want to see those top teams compete, and those early five to ten games allow those the the rest of these teams that are still participating to um, get fresh and get back to it. All the other teams that don't fit in that top twenty though should be completely done with their season. I, I mean that that's a decent a decent idea a decent plan. I personally think the NBA should just jump right in with their original playoff format right now. You know, top eight in the East, top eight in the West, battle it out one v eight. You know what I'm saying? Two v seven to get get through that because only three times in NBA history has an eight seed beaten a one seed. I mean, it happened when uh, the Golden State Warriors beat the Mavericks in 2007, and it happened when the Grizzlies beat San Antonio. In 2012, and also the 76ers beat the Bulls in 2012. But three times in the history of the NBA, a one seed losing to an eight seed, I think it's a foolproof plan for just to have the original playoff format. You're going to need some. Go ahead, Sean. I don't mean. If I could add just a different perspective here, Uh, I feel like the World Cup um, style is pretty time sensitive. And if I'm just going to go off, I'm going to create an example. Say NBA, it's uh, third week of June. They say, okay, we're starting it up. And they can either go World Cup and then all the playoffs will assumedly be over if they start that third week of June over by July. Whereas if you go the regular playoffs, maybe you get them to carry over 
into August. Now, in my profession, I have a lot of time spending uh, or spent uh, cutting the baseball games in the dog days of summer. Now, if you haven't uh, spent uh, time cutting baseball games in the dog days of summer, you wouldn't mind a little uh, external stimulation with a possible NBA playoffs <laughs> late summer. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. I don't mind either um, of the of the proposals, but I think if we are going to have a dead zone, uh, we might as well fill up the dead zone with some entertaining NBA basketball. The, the only thing, Sean, before we move on, the only thing with that, though, is and there's not enough time for guys to have to recover from the finals going into next season. You'd have to push back next season if they're playing until August. But And I just want to have a quick counter to fire, too. You can't go right into the playoffs. There has to be some type of an exhibition. I mean, Danny Green speaks for a lot of players in saying, we can't just hop right into this. We're, we're, we're not in game shape right now. It's been two months. Some, there's going to need to be a period of acclimation, and the only way you can do that is exhibitions or games that count for something. All right, well, well, well the, the, the contrary opinion to that is that they're all not in game shape, so it's, equal, it's, it's well, an equal playing field. Then you're going to have a ton of guys get hurt. That's stupid. Why would you send everyone out there not in game shape and let a bunch of stars get hurt? That would cause more controversy than uh, certain teams not making the playoffs or, or them wasting time. That would if, if if LeBron went out there, who's probably in shape. But if him or Anthony Davis went out there and tore something, and he was done, done. I don't like I don't like tore. I like sorry. Uh, like if they pulled a muscle, how about that? All right, Joe? so but it, it would it could be more extreme than that. If you're not in game shape and you're forced to go out there and play a game, it's just not. You need some type of acclimation period. There's so, a reason why they have exhibition. I agree. Games I agree. So so get them practicing, and maybe they can have scrimmages with each other. But when it's time to play games, they're games that count. All right. Have have a month of prep time. Get get in the gym. Take your shots. Get some live action. But when it's game time, it's game time. I mean, we, there's not there's not enough time in the in the year to do exhibitions. You know what I'm I, saying? I, I get what you're saying. But if we're gonna talk about um, getting in shape and conditioning, I would like to uh, allude to the uh, recent development uh, that has come to light, uh, where a lot of coaches are taking a lot of crap on Twitter from a recent study stating that uh, during uh, conditioning, it is more prosperous for the athlete or subject uh, in the conditioning to have their hands on their knees opposed to hands on the head, which is all three of us who have um, been able to condition at the college level. That trend hasn't changed and didn't change once. I can't imagine that Coach Rich nope. will st- even allow people to put their hands on their knees, and I'm excited <laughs> to see Fire say, uh, but Coach Rich, uh, it's better to have your hands on your knees. And then <laughs> I Coach would never Rich do that. Will, I would never uh, say But that. Coach, <laughs> did you see Twitter? <laughs> I kind of wanted to. Coach Rich fired me, or uh, hire, uh, followed me. I don't know why I said fired. Uh, he followed me on Twitter the other day. I kind of want to like tag him in it just to see what he has to say. <laughs> he'd just say, he'd probably shut up, laugh Joe. And sit, yeah, he'd say something stupid. <laughs> Specialist. <laughs> but, I, I can now see a whole bunch of these athletes trying to coerce their coaches into into this tweet that, for some reason, MC Hammer sent out. And now it's got a whole <laughs> bunch of professional athletes uh, jumping in on it saying, yeah, we knew it was better to have our hands on our knees. And for a lot of us in the conditioning tests, at least for me, as the, the largest uh, gentleman in this crew... I found ways to get my air down there when I was claimed to have there is no air down there. I would go with the uh, patented pull up the sock method where I would just go down, slowly pull up one sock, slowly pull up the other sock, and then I could resume the hand on the head. Uh, but I believe both of you have been subject to this torment also. Yes. See, I never, I never liked hands on the head. I, I never felt like I got a good breath out of that. I'd go hands on the hips. You know what I'm saying? I was, it was a good happy medium. It didn't look like I was slouched over. Just hands well, on the hips. Stand well, tall, the, breathe. The hands on the hips, I, I would often get uh, uh, subjugated to, to some um, some language from an old AAU basketball coach who would ask if you were if I was a superhero with my hands on the <laughs> hips. So it's not just a – it'd say, oh, you're Superman now. And then I'd be like, oh, damn it, coach, fine. No, and I'd just stand there. Just – Oh, well, I mean, suffer. <laughs> it's either it's either hands on the hips or hands behind the back, like I'm standing for the national mm. anthem. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, yeah, the, one or the other. The falsity and the manipulation of this whole thing 
was enough for me to actually adamantly believe this because I had so many coaches like, uh, you know, off season. If you work with a, a personal trainer or coach, we did for football in high school. We, we worked with a specific coach outside of our own coach, and he told us the same thing. Our head football coach told us the same thing. College level, all that stuff like Sean talked about. I believed it so far that I can recall many a times where I told people, hey, man, get your hands off your knees. You can breathe better if you're standing up. And I feel like crap now that I was just blatantly lying without having actual <laughs> real knowledge of the situation, that I was making other people <laughs> suffer when they were helping themselves. Now I understand I why mean, some people didn't listen to me. That's a phrase that's been passed on from generation to generate. I mean, they didn't know. They were just they were just telling us what their coaches told them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Um, now, boys, we have one more uh, topic before we get to Clown of the Week and Shower Pissers. Um, and that is, uh, I don't know, was it Joe or Jake that proposed this? But it I, was I believe me. it was Joe. The uh, second-year step-ups uh, for quarterbacks here. And it's been a pretty big trend in the NFL. Uh, that we've seen these second-year quarterbacks um, defying the sophomore slump. Now, a lot of quarterbacks still have the sophomore slump, uh, but uh, for some reason there have been some real standouts in the second year. So some of the notable guys here, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, Jared Stidham, ugh, Dwayne Haskins, and Tyler ugh? Murray. Uh, so <laughs> with this, uh, I'll let everybody uh, take their picks, and everyone's uh, already got their picks, which is nice. Uh, so let's start off with Joe. Who is your second year step up at quarterback? I have a close second and a guy that I think will have a, a progression. But if we're talking about someone who a lot of people consider to be that Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson type progression rate, that has to be Kyler Murray for me. The way I look at this, this upcoming second year group is that we're going to have Kyler take this huge step up, this progression with everything working out for him. And then Daniel Jones is going to be the Josh Allen of the group with an underrated team around him. And he's going to do really well, but not up to the standard of Lamar Jackson like we saw last year. But my logic behind Kyler is that he looked very good in spots. We saw exactly what we thought we were getting from the former first overall pick. Threw for 3,700 yards, 20 touchdowns. Uh, 12 interceptions go along with that, and then 544 rushing yards. They didn't do much to address the offensive line, which honestly halted him from being as good as he could have been. He's a quarterback with really good legs and a, a really strong ability to throw off-platform and rolling outside of the pocket, and Cliff Kingsbury tried to use that to his advantage, scheming opportunities for him so he's not constantly under duress and he's outside of the pocket. I remember watching the Giants play the Cardinals, and I thought to myself, like, this is impossible trying to track him down because he's constantly moving and still completing these passes. So he's able to buy time. He's able to do stuff like that. Going out and grabbing DeAndre Hopkins, a top three, if not one of the best receivers or the best receiver in the NFL to join your offense. You're in the second year of the Cliff Kingsbury look. You have Kenyon Drake, who is now your starting running back. David Johnson, who didn't fit the air raid system is now gone. They're improving defensively. I don't see this being a, a Ravens-type team, but I see Kyler Murray pushing himself into the top 10, top 15 discussion at the quarterback position because of how good he looked and everything that is progressing and working in his favor. He is ready to blow up, and he's going to explode. I mean, I, I'm the biggest pass fan out there. Don't like the Giants. Beat us twice in the, in the Super Bowl that got us. But I think that Daniel Jones is legit. He played in 13 games, threw for 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, had 279 rushing yards, and he only played in 13 games. I mean, those if he played three more games, those stats would be extremely similar to Kyler Murray. He, right also only, he also only started uh, 12 of those games. So one of those games was just in the end of a, a game because – it was in the early on in the season because of Eli That's Manning, nice. and they were losing. That's what I'm saying. He he would have. I think he would have four thousand yards if he played yeah. sixteen full games. And he, Joe, I don't like how you say he has bad players around him. He doesn't. The offensive line needs work, but he's got Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. I mean, Evan Ingram was hurt. Saquon was hurt, but okay. I'm sh sure there's injuries, but he's got players. You know, he's got players there. Golden Tate. Sure, those guys were hurt, but if they're all healthy. The Giants will be a problem offensively. And I think that Jalen Jones is going to make that leap if that whole offense can stay completely healthy. I don't have enough energy to argue about 
Daniel Jones. So I will just get on to my quarterback here. Uh, Drew Locke, I think, is going to be the best quarterback out of this group next year. Last year, he didn't play uh, nearly uh, all of the season. Threw for 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 64 completion percentage, which is what I really like out of my rookie quarterback, is that he is completing passes. Uh, also, I think he has a phenomenal support staff, Cortland Sutton. They just drafted Jerry Judy, Noah Fant at tight end, and they picked up Melvin Gordon to compliment Philip Lindsay. Uh, this guy is better than Daniel Jones, and I think he will outperform Kyler Murray. He's not better than Daniel Jones. He's not I, better I, than in, Daniel Jones. <laughs> in, my honest, in, in my honest opinion, Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in that class. He's better than Kyler Murray. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think that it's worth considering that he's he, he now has, I just want to say this before we move on, he now has an offensive coordinator that is going to work with what that team's strengths are instead of bailing on the run when it's second and eight and then throwing the ball 35 times. And then, of course, he's going to get hit when he's taking five-step drops um, on all of these plays. None of the plays were quick. It was always trying to force the ball really deep downfield, not getting the ball in favorable matchups, poor offensive line protection, uh, Jason Garrett's going to be able to at least unlock something from Daniel Jones, and he's going to look really good. I mean, Daniel Jones has more passing touchdowns, and they have the same amount of interceptions, and he played less games. Yeah. I mean, Daniel, if, Daniel, if Daniel Jones played the whole season, he probably would have won Rookie of the Year. I completely agree with that take. I think he would have also broken Baker Mayfield's uh, rookie passing touchdown record. I think so as well. I mean, ever Whatever. since he started, he looked extremely poised and confident in that offense. Yeah. I think he's going to have a great year. Well, I'm hearing some Tiny Tim in my ear right now, so that means it is Clown of the Week time. Uh, pretty spread out here between the three. Joe, I'll let you jump on yours right now. This one has me relatively, actually very juiced up. We saw on Twitter a, a video of a guy enjoying his, his time, you know, enjoying himself playing video games in his living room. His girlfriend steps unlike in. You. Unlike me, I don't enjoy video games. I just get mad yes. at them. His girlfriend steps in and turns off his PS4 or his Xbox, I believe it was a PS4, PS4. and he gets very upset. So he stands up, you know, he turns around, trying to control himself, and, and he, you know, his response is, why, why would you do this? She says to him, it's all that you do. And his response embodies everything that every guy is going to say in the situation. It's all that I have. And this really sparked some ire in me because I think if I was in this situation, it'd be done. I would have broken up with my girlfriend if I was in that type of a situation. No, no, no. You wouldn't no. have broken up with her. Yes, I would have. I. You wouldn't have. There is one thing. There is one thing that I think a lot of us can all agree with here that we will use as a way of distracting ourselves, which is playing video games for an hour or two at the end of a day when we're done with work, when we just want to get away and, and, and remove ourselves from everything. Not you know, not particularly need to talk to people, but just play video games. If someone it's an escape. Going yeah, it's it an is. escape. If someone goes out of their way to disrupt something that I really enjoy and like doing like, like, why would I spend my time with someone who can't watch me enjoy myself? Instead, I have to pay attention to them. That's just, that's, 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 that's disturbing how selfish and uh, desperate for attention it is. I can't imagine dealing with someone like that. You have to understand that everyone needs their own me time, and a lot of guys, it's playing video games. Joe, for have sure, you seen the sure. videos of the uh, the girls deleting their boyfriend's my players? On uh, yeah, I was thinking them. about that too. Oh, I that would I would even more guys. of a blow up. That all imagine all the time that you put into it. Fire! And you could probably, you played more 2K than I do. Imagine all the time that you put in that. Someone deletes uh, it. I'd be hurt. People put real I, money into it too. Holy I'd, I'd call I'd call 2K. I would I would get, I'd have to give them a call and be like, guys, help me out, please. I don't know if they can do anything. Go through the servers of my save profile player and build him back for me, please. You'd just be begging. But Fire, you wouldn't break up your with your girlfriend for that, would you? No. Are you kidding me? I don't know I could trust someone like that. Joe. At the end of the day, <laughs> it is a video game. Yeah, but but it goes deeper than that. Do you want to be right. with someone that can't that will intentionally make you suffer? I mean if you have that's why you're in a in a relationship, Joe. If you, if you have that big of a problem, use your words, talk to them. They're your that's what a relationship no, that's, is. That's beyond fixing. That's beyond fixing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So. You can't fix right. someone's head. <laughs> Fire, can we get to your clown of the week, please? 
All right, so my clown of the week is the MLB, and coming out of this or going into this coronavirus, when, when all the sports shut down, I personally figured that MLB would be the first sport back. I mean, everybody's pretty far apart. I mean, it's a pretty low-key sport. You don't need fans. I mean, baseball's already been played without fans when the Orioles played during you know, that time period. And so what they're proposing is that the MLB is going to cut back on 20% of every player's salary. So, you know, Mike Trout's whatever $430 million contract, you know, whatever that yearly is, cut down by 20%, versus the guys who are only making about 900,000 a year are making a lot more, like, percentage-wise, they're having less taken off, you know what I'm saying? That's it's just disturbing to even suggest that. Unless you have uh, analytical proof that you wouldn't be able to afford to pay those guys once things get back up, that's just that's so selfish because so I can know damn well that the owners can afford that. So right now, Mookie Betts is in like the last year, and he was like projected to make twenty-seven million dollars or something like that this year. But since he moved teams, since he got moved to you know L.A. and he is going to be a free agent next year, there's something in this contract that's like he so twenty percent gets taken off, and then he gets one fifth of that twenty percent. So he's only going to make two million dollars if that goes through out of 27 that's criminal that is so i think i think the mlb can't do that i think that's ridiculous figure out a different system to cut down salaries but you can't just take 20 percent off the top of every player it just doesn't make sense well speaking of money that goes right into my clown of the week which is mr dak prescott who i believe everybody was rooting for uh going into this free agency they want to see him get paid he's been pretty quality nope, i hate good. him a good quarterback, and you're like, okay, I Sucks. think he deserves it. Uh, probably better, definitely better than Romo. And they paid Romo, nope. and Dak hasn't gotten paid. But now uh, the Cowboys offered Dak Prescott the opportunity to be the highest-paid quarterback in football, but now he is just demanding a small city's uh, gross net worth. Uh, I don't know what he thinks um, he can acquire. I don't know if he's trying to set the market even higher for when Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson get paid. But you're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not Lamar Jackson. You haven't gone to the third round of the playoffs. Uh, you, 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 you're just not a winning, winning quarterback yet. So take your paycheck, get paid more than anybody else at the quarterback position, and be happy that you're in Dallas as the quarterback of America's team. It's a clown move to say, oh, no, no, no. Uh, being the highest paid player in baseball uh, football isn't enough for me. I need to be uh, the supreme highest paid uh, player. And it, it just doesn't correlate with uh, how well you play. Given you play good, but you're not worth uh, more than $145 million. I wouldn't even give you $145 million, uh, to start with, but the Cowboys seem to be very generous with that offer. Clap. Yeah, I don't I can't even. Uh, I, don't I can't even believe they're going to offer him that much money. He's not even that good. My, I, I, he's not a good quarterback. He's, he's not worth the, to be the, being the highest paid, and to for him to just assume that he should be worth than that, more, more than that, I don't understand how anyone can think, think like that. No one has ever sought to be offered more than they're being already told that they're going to be the highest paid at their position. That is, it's asinine. Unless he's trying to sabotage asinine. the contract negotiations, like, I don't, I, that's the only thing that can make sense to me. There's like, no like, what way. What has he done? What has he done to prove that value? Not that enough. He's, that he's, that's what I'm Not saying. Not enough. Well, boys, uh, it's shower pissers time. And we are now on to the cornerback position on our all-time list. Uh, I like two of these selections. I don't like one. Um, I'll start with mine. I chose Mel Blunt, uh, former (laughs) cornerback for the Steelers, probably one of the meanest cornerbacks of all time. They had to establish a rule uh, directly because of Mel Blunt. Uh, to take away the clothesline hits, this guy pissed in the shower. He was a uh, coal miner playing football. He did not <laughs> care about who you were or how you played. He was going to take your head off, and he is going to piss in the shower. That is my selection. Thank you. I like the Mel Blunt pick. I think that's a really creative one. 
Mine has to be Adam Pacman Jones. If we're thinking and talking about the one of the wildest people to play in the NFL and someone who, I mean, he admittedly has problems controlling himself. Uh, I'm not going to get into his history of arrests and bad situations that he's put himself into, but you got to be telling, you can't tell me that a guy like that doesn't care what other people think. A guy like that, it's, it's the, we've, we've established good prototypes here. And this is the prototype of not caring, being aggressive and um, not worrying about his surroundings. That is Adam Pacman Jones. He fills that. It's Sean, is that your list. bad pick? I can't argue. Is that your bad uh, pick? No, no, no. That's the pick I wish you had taken. So you're saying mine is the bad one? Yes, I don't uh, see it. I don't like it very much. No. Neon Dion, uh, well, are you kidding me? He's a clean dude. He's he's clean. He's flashy. So fresh, he's so flashy. Clean. He thinks he's let, all that. Let, let, let him talk. Uh, I chose I chose Dion because you know he, he runs the show. He does whatever he wants. No questions asked. He wants to piss in the general piss in the sink if he wants to. The guy, gonna, uh, can I take a page out of Joe's book in his early on rationale? Uh, Deion Sanders was someone who really cared about his appearance, and I believe that players who do that do not piss in the shower. No. Uh, Deion Sanders does not go with that. For me, I wish you had selected Cortland Finnegan, who the was guy my, uh, backup. would very neatly Bad. lay out his full uniform on the ground before every game. Like I don't, I don't know how you could. The it guy is mean he very doesn't neat. Doesn't piss in the shower. You can kind of pull some of these traits, though. If you're neat and organized, you're not a guy who pisses in the shower. If you look like Sean, I know I, I know, I know many people that are. Thank you. I know many people that are neat and organized that still piss in the shower. Like okay, never mind. Whatever, I don't want to whatever, whatever man. Whatever yeah. man. All right. Well, that's the show. Uh, but also, people, please, uh, we have an announcement. Um, we have a new show that is uh, going to be coinciding uh, with the uh, Get to the Point podcast network. It is not Get to the Point. It does have a few members of Get to the Point uh, featured on it, uh, but um, how would I describe this edition, Jake? How would you describe it without well, giving away I'd too say, much? Well, I'd say, you know, this podcast is going to be, you know, straying away from the strictly sports, you know, coverage that Get to the Point does. I think it's going to be a more uh, a podcast that covers a more broad aspects of life in the news entertainment just interesting topics to talk about i think it'll be a good fun podcast i think we'll have a lot of good laughs uh i think it's a great group of guys on it and uh i think it'll be it's very exciting exciting stuff yeah so if you are a listener of this show please keep your eyes peeled for a possible new addition as always uh this was get to the point i'm sean anderson joined by Joe DeLeon and Jake Fire. You can follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. Joe on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. Jake on Twitter at Jake Fire 54. Yeah. There we go. 45. There we go. No, no Joe. That's my Instagram. You can no. follow our Twitch stream at Get to the Point Pod on Twitch. We are starting to stream pretty regularly. You can see Joe lose his effing mind on uh, in Madden. any game. Six o'clock, really. um, six o'clock every single weekday. The YouTube channel has also been; uh, those streams have been cut into videos. So, like right now, I'm doing a, a Chargers rebuild on all Madden. I finally won a game um, in the second season. Sim the first season, but this second season, after going 0 and 2, I beat the Atlanta Falcons of all teams. Because they suck. Uh, so now I'm one and two. So the, oh the road God. to the Super Bowl is on its way. All right, Joe. And it is your week to choose the ending song. What do you want? Um, War Pigs by um, Black Sabbath. Fine. Okay. Uh, well, enjoy this it. playing underneath our very nice and docile outro. We will be back next week with the full show. I'm sure Joe and I will uh, take some... Um, opportunities to get you some more individual shows you can find us streaming if you like the show feel free to give us a review or a rating on apple podcasts or anywhere that you find uh, this program and if you wouldn't mind if you like the show you think you have a buddy that likes the show show it to him we love word of mouth listeners it's how we expand and it's how we get more uh fans of the show so if you're a fan get us another fan not that hard 
Uh, but as always, uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thanks for tuning in.